The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's Rocket Mortgage Classic. And joining me to break it all down, it's Mark Immelman. Mark, good to have you. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday to you. Hey, I'm happy about one thing, but I'm unhappy about another. I'm unhappy about Bryson's miscut because I've got four in a row and one and done. But someone won money off Coachman who's avoiding me like the plague right now. Uh, I'm happy for all of those listening. Happy to say, at least uh, for me, uh, the coach paid up quickly and was a man of his word. I imagine, Mark, there is a, a bottle of wine, hopefully in in routes. Right, that's that was what you've got coming your way. It better be there by the time I get home on Monday morning. Uh, <laughs> Detroit's great, but I'm looking forward to uh, see what he sent because now I'm two and zero versus the coach in wine bets. That's right. We each got a we each got a uh, piece of coach this week. This is great. I'm feeling happy on a Saturday night. Uh, a couple other guys feeling happy on a Saturday night. Let's start with Troy Merritt here because Troy Merritt goes out, shoots a 67 on Saturday. He will enter the final round tied with Joaquin Neiman at 14 under par. And Mark, I don't know about you, but if I had an opportunity to make my first ace on the PGA Tour. I think the time to do it might be while you're in the lead on a Saturday. That would be a really good time to cash it in and not like a, you know, a Saturday morning where you're in 60 seconds, something like that. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty cool. And for me, um, I've, I've called holes in one before, but I've been in studio. And the way this golf course, just I love this place, just just for the record. But, you know, 10 runs in this direction and 11T, the par three where he made it, was right almost over where we were in the fairway. And our crowd were waiting for him to hit, so we all turned over and watched him. Mm. And so he swings away and we hear people going, get in, a good shot and stuff. And the next thing, everyone goes banana. So I didn't see the ball go down, but I saw him make the swing and then the celebration afterwards. So it was pretty cool. I mean, uh, Joaquin Neiman, uh, Tom Lewis, who in the final group and me, we got front and center to see uh, him sort of drop the hammer at that stage in the uh, third round. You know, it was really interesting because it was a, a phenomenal moment and then I wonder what happened. I wonder if he looked up and said, oh boy, the stars, the stars might be aligning for me right now. I've just made an ace on, on the 11th hole on Saturday because he played his final seven mark at one over. And there's a couple of par fives in there that you hope to be taking advantage of. The course played a couple of shots under par on Saturday. You're not going to be happy with that finish despite the ace on 11. You're not going to, but uh, what did he shoot in the end? I think he shot like four under or something like that, right? Because he got 67. off to the fire on the 
one. Yeah, yeah. five under. And, and that's a good day. So, yeah, is he disappointed by the finish? Certainly. But 67 is not to be scoffed at. Uh, this golf course is it's standing up to um, the modern day game because I know in years past and everyone can, uh, was sort of expecting the same thing where power was going to be just obliterated. But, you know, the winds have come from different directions. Uh, the course was playing long in the first couple of rounds. Um, and the greens firmed up and, and got a little speedy in spots today. And you had to be playing from the fairway. So it, it sort of lent itself to all manner of players playing well. It, it wasn't the Bryson, DeChambeau, Bum and Gouge thing anymore. You had to be playing some finesse once in a while. And so I'm sure he's quite content with 67 and, and certainly quite content with the fact that he's going to be in the final group tomorrow. Absolutely. And if he does indeed get it done, it'll be his third victory on the PGA Tour. He won the 2015 Quicken Loans National and his most recent victory, the 2018 Barbasol Championship. The man that he will battle in the final group is Joaquin Neiman, who Mark, uh, absolutely scorching hot putter for the first two days. That came down uh, to earth on Saturday, as we would expect it to. But he is hitting the ball so well right now, and he is still bogey free we are through 54 holes Joaquin Neiman bogey free yeah um to be honest with you Rick um yeah he was putting well and he told me that he had found something and today it's not like he putted poorly he just no. didn't make you know a few short putts and and statistically I don't know what the numbers bore out you know ball striking wise but I didn't think he had his best stuff you know he sort of was fighting his golf swing some there were one or two iron shots that were not up, hit up to his standard. But the good news for Joaquin is coming in from black number 12, he had a nine iron in there to nice and close, but didn't convert. Uh, 13, he hit it all over the joint after a duck hook off the tee. Uh, pardon me, not 13, 14, the par five. Um, and then on 15, he had a beautiful nine iron. 16, he had a good one in there. 17 on the green in two, the par five. And 18, you know, it was sort of one of those whole locations from where he was in the right side of the fairway that you have to be prudent and fire away from the flag. So it looked like he found a little bit of the ball striking groove late in the day. But early on in the day, it was a bit scrappy, to be honest with you, and was unlike him. But the good news again is, you know, he got by his bad day and he's tied for the lead in the final group. So um, all bodes well for him right now. Yeah, absolutely right. Statistically, he was about a zero, almost exactly a zero on approach, and he was a small negative with the putter, but to still go out there and post a 68 and get yourself in the final group, uh, certainly a great day. Mark, you know, I, I think most people don't realize still how young Joaquin Neiman is. You know, it's one thing when you come out on the PGA Tour and, and quickly get a victory like he did in 2019 at the Greenbrier. And I think there's a lot of expectation that he's just going to follow it up with two or three a year. And it's just going to be this prolific. I, he, he is still maturing. He is still trying to find his place on the PGA Tour. He's a great player. We, we haven't had a victory since the Greenbrier. I wonder how much a second victory would mean to him at the ripe young age of 22. It would mean a lot. Uh, and you speak of that age because, you know, if you say to your typical audience, maybe even around the globe, but certainly in the United States, hey, who's the top young players on tour? They're going to go Marikawa, Avalon, Wolf. You know, that's the, the three you're going to get. But Sanjay M is young. Uh, Jaco Neiman is very, very young. And I was speaking with his caddy, Gary Matthews, who's he's worked for Sergio. He's worked for my brother. You know, he's worked for Lydia Ko. So he's worked for some top flight players. 
And so um, I've watched Jaco play a little bit. And today was the first time I'd seen him play in the final group. It wasn't on a Sunday, but I was keen to see how he dealt with the whole thing. And, and so I said to Gary, it looks like he's got a pretty good head on his shoulders and he listens to what you say. And Gary goes, yeah, he's young. He goes, I just sort of point him and say, hit it there. And he does. And, and there's no real arguing. So you can see it's a guy who's sort of still learning his craft and still sort of learning who he is as a player. I mean, what he's done has been fantastic. He's he, he, During the lockdown time and over recent months, has gotten so much stronger. I mean, he's driving distance. He's picked up picked up like 10 yards off the tee. And so young fit, um, got some swagger about him, but he's still learning. So, yeah, I think that second victory would mean a whole lot in his career. Um, well, you know, whether it's Neiman, whether it's Merritt, whoever it is, they're going to have to go out and earn it on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the at this leaderboard, Mark, 14 under. That's that's the pace. We're, that's where we're at. Two guys there. You go down to 10 under. That's only four shots back. 14 golfers within four, 11 golfers within three. I, I assume uh, scoring conditions will be out there again on Sunday. You're going to need to to put the pedal down early. You're going to need to make birdies, throw a lot of circles on the card and see if it's good enough. Yeah, um, I think the scoring has been held in check a little bit on days one and two because it was so wet. So the uh, advanced staff and the rules officials had to perch holes on little plateaus and stuff on these Donald Ross greens. So they were hard to get to, but they began to firm up some today. So I hope, Tomorrow you'll start to see guys using these uh, slopes and stuff on the greens, and maybe we'll see a whole location or two cut in a bowl where you can kind of get a bit frisky with those. But that all being said, I mean, 63 was low round one, I think it was, 65 on day two. I'm not sure what the low score was today, but those guys are 10. You know, you expect the leaders to perhaps do 68, so that puts them to 18 or so. So those guys are 10. They've got to do 62, which hasn't been done yet. The golf course is firming up, so it's playing a little shorter, but the rough is still punitive enough where with the greens firming up, you could get yourself into trouble. So uh, I'm fascinated to see how it's going to play out, but I'm not sure we're going to see that that super crazy low round on the final day where some person comes and posts out of the pack. The low round on Saturday was a 66. Hank Leviota and... Friend of the pod, Scott Stallings. Not actually. He's never come on the pod, but we talk, we talk about him. Quite a bit. So Scott Stallings, great round of 66 today on Saturday. Okay, Mark, we're going to pull up the odds. We're going to figure out who's going to win this golf tournament. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. And we're back. No surprise that Joaquin Neiman has been tabbed as the favorite over at William Hill. He is plus 200, two to one. Actually, not that bad. A lot of times with a somewhat bigger name on a Saturday evening who's at or near the lead, they would be minus odds. Joaquin Neiman getting two to one. Troy Merritt, four to one. And then you just get everybody else lined up behind that. Cameron Davis is six and a half to one. Hank Lebiota is eight to one. And then I think the next biggest name, Mark, 
would be Jason Kokrak, who is three back, moved up the leaderboard on Saturday, was five under 67. He's 14 to one. So uh, lots of names in the mix. William Hill not making any big commitments here. Yeah, well, look, I commend you because you called Jason Kokrak beginning of the week. And I sort of didn't really see it, but what he did today and what he did in rounds one and two, where he didn't really have his best stuff, but he just kept himself in the game, proves that he's become a tournament winner. And he understands the flow of a four-round event. And he understands how to navigate the bad day. And so he kept himself in the business today. That was a good day and a blustery sort of an outing. And the winds are supposed to be similar tomorrow. It'll be a little more humid. So perhaps conditions a touch more receptive on the greens. Um, but you would think Jocko should be the favorite. But I do want to say this. Um, while I, When I was doing radio back in the day, um, I called Troy Merritt's first win at the Trent Jones place outside of Washington, D.C. And um, he withstood a pretty hectic charge from Kevin Chappell. Um, Bill Haas was making a run, I remember. Justin Rose, same thing. So he had a few guys in behind to put some pressure on him. And typically a person with that sort of languid, unhurried golf swing, they can lose timing because the adrenaline jacks you up and throws sort of the cat amongst the pigeons a little bit with your golf swing. But he just stayed so poised the entire day and ended up winning. In fact, birdied the last to win by two. And that course was demanding from T through green. So I'm not so sure he's going to go away, especially with the way he's putting. But I would still right now hand the edge to Neiman just because, you know, he's gone from 53rd, 63rd or something to ninth on the PGA Tour in driving distance. Mm -hmm. And he's accurate. So if he drives it long and in play, all of a sudden these par fives that have been unreachable because of wind conditions start to get in within reach of him. And uh, maybe that might give him the slight edge, I would think. My head says Neiman. My heart says Cameron Davis. I'd love to see Cameron Ooh, Davis look break through. through. Wouldn't that mm -hmm. be fun? That'd be cool. We saw him get in contention uh, at Wyndham last year. Didn't end the way he wanted, but I'd like to see that. But my wallet, Mark, yeah, that's that's Jason Kokrak. That's that's a pre-torny one. That's that's where my wallet's at. <laughs> yeah. Well, personally, I'm hoping he doesn't win as much as what I'm a buddy because you've got him in one and done. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm hoping for things not to work out for my point of view there. But uh, I'll tell you what, from Cam for Cam Davis, um, you speak of power and, and a guy who's also just learning what he's got. But, but he's won before and he's beaten good players. So um yeah, he's someone to keep an eye on, certainly, tomorrow as, uh, as, as we start to get close to the finish line. Final group, 205 Eastern. That's Merritt and Neiman. Penultimate group, that's 155. Lebiota, Cam Davis, Hagee, and Kokrak in the third-to-last group. Mark, you will be where tomorrow? I'll be with the final group. Um, right. Dottie Pepper is in the tower this week because Nick Faldo and uh, Sir Nick and Jim Nance have got a few weeks off. So Dottie's moved up into a tower and I've taken her role with the final group and Colt Nost will be out in front with whoever the rabbit is. I'm sure there will be someone, you know, posting something early. So yeah, final group. Um, and it, it, it promises to be fun because they're both playing pretty well and, and it merits bringing a lot of confidence in. And like I said, Jocko just got by his bad day today. And in the end, I'm sure is feeling pretty good about himself. It promises to provide fireworks mark how about that on july 4th look at you very good very good thank you very much we'll end on that mark so on the final group tomorrow uh 
producer Jacob. He does all the hard work behind the scenes here on the pod. So thank you, producer Jacob. You can follow Mark on Twitter at Mark underscore Emelman. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. And we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.